1: Russian military troops have invaded two independent areas of eastern Ukraine with swift responses from the U.N. Security Council, United States and the U.K. The U.K. plans to announce sanctions against Ukraine during a midday meeting of parliament following an early morning emergency meeting. Canada's parliament has extended its emergency powers to quell future anti-vax protests, including freezing over 200 personal accounts. A new survey finds tens of millions of dollars in losses for the MTA, all due to fare beaters, which is up 5% in the last quarter of 2021. Three-term Republican New York Governor George Pataki is eyeing a possible run again for governor of New York. Russian President Vladimir Putin has sent troops into independent areas of eastern Ukraine. Military vehicles are in the eastern Ukraine areas of Donetsk and Lugansk. The move after Putin recognized the areas as independent states. Here is a translation of part of Putin's announcement.
0: In this regard, I deem it necessary to make a decision that should have been made long time ago, to immediately recognize the independence and sovereignty of Donetsk People's Republic and Lugansk People's Republic.
1: A late night meeting of the U.N. Security Council at the request of Ukraine convened the U.S. and its allies are also seeking to isolate Russia and condemn the deployment of Russian troops. Ukraine's U.N. ambassador is demanding that Russia cancel its recognition of the independence of separatist regions in the east, immediately withdraw its occupation troops and return to negotiations. Meanwhile, President Biden signed an executive order Monday prohibiting U.S. businesses with Ukraine's breakaway separatist regions, but did not impose sanctions on Russia. Fellow Democrat Congressman John Garamendi of California told CNN that Biden's order doesn't go far enough.
2: I think it's time for the administration to come in strong uh, with some much stronger uh, sanctions against uh, not only Putin and his cronies, but also the military and put in place sanctions that go directly to Russia.
1: The decision to impose sanctions is a sign that the U.S. is acknowledging the window to resolve the current crisis through diplomatic means is closing. Biden told reporters Friday he believed Putin's invasion of Ukraine itself was expected.
2: Every indication we have is they're prepared to go into Ukraine, attack Ukraine. My sense this will happen within the next several
1: days. A senior administration official told Fox News President Biden will take further measures today to hold Russia accountable for this clear violation of international law. As many as 190,000 Russian troops are staged around Ukraine. Ukraine UK's Prime Minister Boris Johnson chaired a pre-dawn COBRA meeting over the Ukraine-Russia crisis. The UK's Cabinet Office briefing room, commonly called COBRA, Johnson vowing to sanction Russia over Putin's decision to recognize two breakaway regions of eastern Ukraine, saying Russia has torn up international agreements.
3: I think it's a very ill omen and a very dark sign. And uh, it certainly does not seem to me that uh, it's it's certainly uh, an indication, uh, yet another indication uh, that things are moving in the wrong direction
1: in Ukraine. Johnson is uh, is expected to lay out further details in a midday meeting with parliament of sanctions expected to target key Russian figures and businesses on Canada. Canadian lawmakers voted Monday night to extend emergency powers under the emergencies act, giving authorities broader power to quell the potential restart of blockades such as those caused by the freedom convoy protesting COVID-19 restrictions. The blockades in Canada's capital of Ottawa were broken up over the weekend. Blockades at border crossings into the U.S. broken up last week. Here's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau.
2: As I said, the Emergencies Act is not something to undertake lightly. And it's something that needs to be momentary, temporary, and proportional. Proportional.
1: The Emergencies Act allows authorities to do things like declare certain areas as no-go zones. It also allows police to do things like freeze truckers' personal and corporate bank accounts and compel tow truck companies to haul away vehicles. Skipping the fare, the MTA's latest fare evasion survey says nearly 30% of New York City bus riders are not paying up their fair share. That's a 5% increase. That amounts to an estimated loss of $56 million for the last quarter of 2021 alone. This commuter says there's no confrontation with non-paying riders. When people walk on the bus and they don't have their MetroCard
4: or they don't have money and they just walk by the bus driver, the bus driver isn't going to be like, hey, get off.
1: The New York Post reports the number of those evading fares is the highest highest that has been in a decade As for New York City subways, the evasion rate underground is below 8% over the same time period, costing the MTA $41 million. According to the MTA's rules of conduct, fair beaters face a $100 fine. 77 WABC Time Check, 507. Taking a look at traffic and transit is Frank Diaz.
4: Hey, Well, Good morning. Well, we got over in Waldwick on Route 17 uh, southbound at the Sheridan Avenue. We got a fallen tree over there closing off the right and center lane, so proceed with caution. Over to the George Washington Bridge, the outbound upper level ramp to the northbound uh, Palisades Parkway, right lane. Closed for road work until about 2.30 this afternoon. The rest of the bridge coming into the city looks okay, as is the Lincoln and the Holland. On the island, not looking too bad right now. Some heavy traffic on parts of the LAE westbound, but it's moving out there. Hudson Valley isn't also looking that bad either. Over to Yonkers on I-87 northbound. At exit 1 of the off-ramp is closed due to emergency water main repairs. Also, Route 218 is closed both ways between Cornwall and West Point because of weather-related slide hazards, so use 9Ws as an alternate. Over to the Bronx, you got some ramp restrictions on the Crossroads Expressway southbound at the Bronx River Parkway uh, exit due to an earlier accident. Some slow traffic from White Plains Road all the way back to Exit 5. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC.
1: And thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers likely mainly between noon and 2 p.m. Rain after that. Today's high is 54. Overnight rain should end about 2 a.m. The low 52. Tomorrow, 30% chance of rain before 11 a.m. in the morning. Then cloudy, gradually turning sunny tomorrow. The high 65. Right now, we have a reading of 39 degrees. Clear skies. And continuing with your top five at five. An effort is afoot to draft former three-term New York Republican Governor George Pataki out of retirement and back into politics. The new website, bringbackpataki.com, urges New Yorkers to sign a petition in support. Here's Pataki on 77 WABC on Election Day.
5: It's not a question of the polls. It's a question of who actually gets out and votes. So Today, regardless of who you're supporting, this is
2: the most important day of the year in America. It's certainly a critical race in New York. Get out there and vote.
1: The draft Pataki movement is being spearheaded by Pataki's former political director, Rob Cole. Pataki, you might remember, was governor of New York from 1995 until 2006 after defeating three-term liberal Democratic incumbent Mario Cuomo, the father of disgraced ex-governor Andrew Cuomo. Pataki led the state's recovery following September 11th. Terrorist attacks approved income tax cuts and also championed a law to open charter schools. 77 WABC time check 510. Deborah Valentine with your early news. More on the embattled New York City subway system. Two unprovoked attacks early Monday against city strap hangers. Both victims survived. One was targeted by a hatchet-wielding madman, and another dodged a metal rod. These attacks, hours after New York City's mayor and New York's governor announced an anti-crime plan on Friday. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, has promised to rid the subway system of the homeless and the mentally ill.
0: No more smoking. No more doing drugs. No more sleeping. No more doing barbecues on the subway system.
1: Some people, though, aren't thrilled with the mayor's new order. Here's John Tempe. He's homeless. He was talking to ABC7. Give me a summons? I can't go nowhere now. What are you
2: talking about? Pay a summons. You're going to give me a summons for being homeless? For
1: real? The plan includes ridding the system of uh, people like panhandlers, smokers, and abolishing sleeping on trains, uh, getting rid of trash, and uh, also targets fair beaters. However, some believe the homeless is not the problem. Here's Jacqueline Simone. She's from the Coalition for the Homeless, talking to ABC7.
5: Not all people who are homeless have mental illness, and not all people who have mental illness are, are violent or pose a danger to themselves or others. And in fact, people who are homeless and people who have mental illness are more likely to be the victims of
1: crimes than the perpetrators. At least seven subway riders were assaulted in separate attacks between Saturday and early on Monday. A former president, Donald Trump, claims his accounting firm Mazars severed ties with the Trump organization because the accounting firm was, quote, harassed, abused and frightened, unquote, by quote, radical leftist racist prosecutors in New York, unquote. Both New York Attorney General Letitia James and Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg are investigating Trump's business dealings through the Trump Organization. Both are black.
2: These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racist and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me. Without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts, in reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after.
1: New York Federal Judge Arthur N. Goran ruled Trump, Donald Jr., and Ivanka Trump must give depositions in the case. Eric Trump previously testified and repeatedly invoked the Fifth Amendment. A video has gone viral of an arrest at the Bridgewater Commons Mall in New Jersey. Back on February 12th, two teenagers, a 14-year-old black male and a 15-year-old white male, had a dispute which turned physical. Two white police officers handcuffed the black teenage suspect, but not the white teen. Politicians and activists are now crying foul. They say it's fresh evidence of Garden State law enforcement's an equitable treatment of black people. You can hear the reaction of some of the bystanders here.
3: Oh no, this yeah. Yo, it says he's black. Racially motivated.
1: The controversy has prompted two investigations. Those protesting outside the Bridgewater Police Department Saturday called for the officers to be fired. New Jersey's acting attorney general, Matthew Placken, has issued a memo reminding police agencies of a state directive in New Jersey barring, quote, racially influenced policing, unquote. With the end of federal moratoriums on evictions, rents have exploded all across the country. According to a Realtor.com survey, median rent rose nearly 20 percent from December 2020 to December of 2021 in 50 major cities with two or fewer bedrooms. That's what they looked at in this particular survey. Now, the highest jump, according to Realtor.com, is in the Miami metro area where the average rent increased 50 percent to two thousand eight hundred fifty dollars. Renters are either digging into savings, moving to smaller, more affordable apartments, or even getting evicted in response. As COVID-19 cases continue to decline, health officials are reportedly talking about rolling out annual COVID-19 vaccines to keep the virus under control long term. The Wall Street Journal reporting that the FDA is considering making a second booster shot, which would actually be a fourth shot overall. For a vast majority of vaccinated Americans, here's Dr. Anthony Fauci last week. The potential
2: future requirement for an additional boost or a fourth shot for mRNA or a third shot for J&J is being very carefully monitored in real time. And recommendations, if needed, will be updated according to the data as it evolves. So the FDA is
1: looking at regulating a fourth COVID vaccination booster, which would fall in line with the start of an annual COVID-19 vaccination. The CDC reporting that as of February 16th, the seven-day rolling average of new cases is down 43 percent compared to the previous week. Seventy-seven WABC time check 515. Justin Ellis ready with sports.
5: Yes, I am, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with your early news sports update. A silent night last night in the way of local sporting events as all five local teams currently in season took the night off. The Nets and Knicks are set to return from the NBA All-Star break on Thursday and Friday, respectively. The Nets will tip off their second half of the Boston Celtics at home, and the Knicks will return to the Garden with a date with the Miami Heat. Let's take a quick look into our ice hockey crystal ball as well. Stay up with the Islanders tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern as they're in Seattle to take on the Kraken. Devils and Rangers fans will have to look ahead to Thursday with the Devils setting off for Pittsburgh to battle the Penguins and the Blue Shirts welcoming the Washington Capitals into town. Yesterday, we reacted to that brawl that broke out over the weekend between the University of Michigan and University of Wisconsin men's basketball teams, which was sparked by none other than Michigan head coach Juwan Howard. Well, today we got some answers as to what might be done about the incident as Howard has been suspended for the rest of the regular season consisting of five games and fined $40,000 for hitting Wisconsin assistant coach Joe Krabenhoft in the face after Sunday's game. Michigan associate head coach Phil Martelli has taken over head coaching duties and will continue to do so until the season concludes. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All
1: right thank you Justin and let's head over to the traffic desk with Luke Lograno.
5: Thanks
3: Deb. Uh, the the city actually looks okay at the moment on the Bronx South. An earlier accident near the Bronx River Parkway has been moved to the exit ramp. That's all we got going on right now. No issues right now on the FDR driver, the BQE. In Hudson Valley, no major issues at the moment. Just some lingering delays near the Newburgh Beacon tolls on I-84. Out on Long Island, starting to see some volume on the LAE West near Nichols Road, but it's all good on the Northern and Southern State Parkway. And in New Jersey, be careful on Route 17 south near Sheridan Avenue. The right and center lanes are closed off from a, falling, a fallen tree earlier this morning. The road is still passable, however. No uh, no transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. With
1: traffic, I'm Luke Lagrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin, and thanks, Luke. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers likely today, mainly between noon and 2 p.m. Rain after 2 o'clock or so, the high near 54. Overnight, rain should end by about 2 a.m., the low 52 tomorrow. Clearing skies, gradually turning mostly sunny. However, we do have a 30% chance of rain Wednesday morning. Tomorrow's high is 65. Right now, 39 degrees, clear skies. And Frank Marano has your business report. I'm Frank Moreno with
0: your business report. Markets were closed yesterday due to President's Day. On Friday, the week closed out on the downside, primarily due to tensions in Eastern Europe. Meantime, Federal Reserve Governor Michelle Bowman said on Monday that she was open to lifting interest rates by more than the traditional quarter point at the central bank's next meeting in March. Bowman's comments came after several officials on Friday pushed back against the idea of a half-point increase in the Fed's benchmark short-term interest rate. The Fed is looking to raise rates as inflation surged to 7.5% in January compared with a year earlier. That's the biggest increase in 4 decades. The IRS announced yesterday that it will allow taxpayers to opt out of using facial recognition technology for identity verification. Those trying to access their online accounts can instead verify their identity through a live virtual interview with a representative from a third-party service, ID.me. The IRS announced earlier this month that it would be transitioning away from ID.me after an uproar of ...from lawmakers and digital rights activists over plans to require facial recognition verification to access tax information. Former U.S. President Donald Trump's social media app Truth Social became available for download in Apple's App Store on Sunday night. But some people had trouble creating an account, getting error messages, or getting waitlisted. Despite this, it hit number one in the App Store top charts early Monday. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight.
1: And Dow futures are sinking following Russian President Putin's ordering of a deployment of troops to eastern Ukraine. The Dow down 302 points. The S&P 500 down 43. The Nasdaq has fallen 244. It's
0: the WABC
1: early news. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 W.A.B.C. Early News. 14 House Democrats visiting Israel on Monday, expressing their love for the Jewish state. The visit led by House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, the Democrat out of Maryland, comes a week after fellow Democrat but socialist uh, representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez suggested Israel cages Palestinian kids. The visit by Ocasio-Cortez's Democratic colleagues coming just days after she was roundly condemned by local Jewish activists for claiming that Israel cages Palestinian kids. Let's speak on it because we are all here in solidarity to fight for human rights for Palestinians and Palestinian kids. So if we care about this, if we care about it, we got to be about it. An AOC representative later defended her remarks, citing reports by Human Rights Watch and other groups saying Israel detains Palestinian youths. AOC did not take part in the congressional trip to Israel, however. The Conservative Political Action Conference meeting kicking off Thursday down in Orlando, Florida, with former President Donald Trump as the headliner. Here's American Conservative Union chair Matt Schlapp on Fox Business:
4: This election will turn on the fact that the American people, no matter how they're registered, seventy-five uh, percent of us are, are exhausted from being called racist. We're exhausted from being told we're going to kill people if we don't wear a cloth mask. The insanity of the woke culture is uh, is on trial.
1: Former Democratic Representative Tulsi Gabbard a special guest at CPAC's Friday night Ronald Reagan dinner. Additionally, Dr. Oz, who is running as a Republican for Pennsylvania's open Senate seat, will be on a health care panel on Sunday. Republican figures opposed to Trump, though, will be gathering for an event that has been subbed counter-programming of CPAC. Anti-Trump conservatives are set to attend a summit on February 26th and February 27th hosted by Principles First. That's an organization that describes itself as a grassroots effort to rediscover and champion principles in the 21st century. George Soros-backed Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon said in a statement Sunday night that the sentence of a woman who pleaded guilty to sexually assaulting a 10-year-old girl in Palmdale may have been too short Gascon on Friday also backtracked his controversial policies that prohibit pursuing life sentences against defendants and trying juveniles as adults. L.A. County Deputy D.A. John McKinney was critical of his boss's decisions on Fox 11.
5: It's unbelievable except for the ineptitude of this administration. When you realize how incompetent they are, then it is believable.
1: Court records show that Hannah Tubbs, who is transgender, was sentenced to two years in a juvenile detention facility in the bathroom assault of a 10-year-old girl. While in jail, Tubbs boasted to her father in jailhouse phone conversation that she'll be able to plead out and won't have to register as a sex offender.
2: What we're trying to avoid is trying to avoid the registering thing. That's what we're hardest to not do.
5: Yeah, I know, Bubba. We're also trying to avoid going to prison again.
1: Yeah. That would be great. Gascon told the publication had prosecutors known about Tubbs' disregard for harm, her sentence would have been longer. New York City, not the only major city experiencing upticks in crime. In Atlanta, police statistics find that crime is up 43% overall compared to the same time period in 2021, with many pointing to the policies of the city's woke former mayor. Some city officials laid the blame that the crime spike is to blame on woke former Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, who is not running for office again in 2022. Meanwhile, Bottoms tried to blame local Republicans for lax gun laws and lifting the pandemic lockdown. Here she is on MSNBC back in June. We are going to do everything in our power to get to the other side of what I describe as this COVID crime wave. But it really will take us all working together, also with uh, federal and national support on this effort. We What's have some of the most gun laws uh, in the nation right here in Georgia. Bottoms also noted that Atlanta is not the only American city experiencing a crime wave as the pandemic wanes, with shootings in New York City up about 68 percent over last year. More on the Russia-Ukraine crisis. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said believes Russia is planning an extremely violent invasion of Ukraine. Here he is on NBC's Today Show.
4: Every indication we see on the ground right now in terms of the disposition of Russian forces is that they are in fact getting prepared for a major attack on Ukraine. So we will not close the door on diplomacy. We will go the extra mile on diplomacy but we are also prepared with our allies and partners to respond decisively if Russia attacks
1: up to 190,000 Russian soldiers are believed to have amassed near Ukraine's borders Russian officials have denied these numbers and have recently claimed that some of their forces are moving away from Ukraine Secretary of State Antony Blinken is scheduled to meet with Russian foreign minister Sergey Lavrov Thursday provided Russia does not invade Ukraine itself of course they have already invaded areas they say are independent in eastern Ukraine. Ukraine regained its independence in 1991 following the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Following its independence, Ukraine declared itself a neutral state. It formed a limited military partnership with Russia and other CIS countries, while also establishing a partnership with NATO in 1994. A member of Canada's parliament thinks the country's Emergencies Act to quell the Freedom Convoy protests may have gone too far. Canadian member of parliament Mark Strahl tweeted Sunday that the bank account of a single mother called Brianni was frozen after she gave 50 bucks to the Freedom Convoy protesting vaccine mandates. Here's Strahl slamming the move.
5: This has nothing to do with public safety and everything to do with punishing those who have dared to speak against government policies. We're sent here to protect the rights of Canadians, not take them away on the flimsiest of excuses or to punish those who embarrass the prime minister.
1: Authorities say a total of 206 bank accounts had been frozen under Canada's Emergencies Act, including truckers who refused to leave the Ottawa protest. Canadian trucker Derek Brower told Fox News that his accounts have been frozen since Friday and his truck also seized. 77 WABC time check, 527. Luke Lograno has traffic and transit.
3: All right, Deb. The city still looks okay at the moment on the Cross Bronx South. An earlier accident near the Bronx River Parkway has been moved to the exit ramp. We've also got some road work on the FDR drive south between Houston and 15th Street. In Hudson Valley on I 84 West near Ludingtonville Road, there's some debris in the road. Be careful in that area. Traffic is flowing freely at the Mario Cuomo and Mid Hudson bridges. Out on Long Island, we've actually got an accident on the Sunrise Highway east coming up on Merrick Road. The right lane is currently blocked off. Still have some volume on the LA West near Nichols Road, but it's all good on the Northern Southern State Parkway. And to New Jersey, be careful on Route 17 south near Sheridan Avenue. The right and center lanes are closed from a fallen tree earlier this morning. The road is still passable. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. With traffic, I'm Luke Lagrano for Talk Radio 77
1: WABC. Thanks, Luke. And your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Look for showers today. Pretty much between noon and 2 p.m. Rain mid to late afternoon. The high is 54. Rain should end by about 2 in the morning. The low overnight is 52. And tomorrow, we still have a 30% chance of rain or showers until late morning. Cloudy skies gradually turn mostly sunny with a high of 65. Right now, 39 degrees clear skies in Manhattan. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. One more story before we go to break. A Black Lives Matter activist has been charged with attempted murder after allegedly firing at... And attempting to assassinate Democratic mayoral candidate Craig Greenberg, who's Jewish. This happened in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, police say 21-year-old Quintez Brown exhibited anti-Semitic views on social media prior to this. Brown was released from prison and placed under house arrest just two days after the shooting. After a Black Lives Matter chapter, the Louisville Community Bail Fund posted his $100,000 bond. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, Republican, has been critical of this.
2: Less than 48 hours after this activist tried to literally murder a politician, the radical left bailed their comrade out of jail. This is just jaw-dropping. The innocent people of Louisville deserve better.
1: And in the months leading up to the shooting, Brown's social media post showed an increasing interest in black nationalists and pan-Africanist leaders. And last week, he appeared to encourage his followers to join the Lion of Judah armed forces. 77 WABC Time Check, 530. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Back after the break.
0: Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.
1: Welcome or welcome back to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic and weather. Here's everything you need to know.
2: It's the top five at 530.
1: Russian military troops have invaded two independent areas of eastern Ukraine with swift responses from the United Nations Security Council, U.S. and the U.K. Meanwhile, the U.K. plans to announce sanctions during a midday meeting of Parliament following an early morning emergency meeting. Canada's Parliament has extended its emergency powers to quell any future anti-vax protests, including freezing over 200 accounts. New survey finds tens of millions of dollars in losses for the MTA due to fare beaters. It's up 5% for the last quarter of 2021. Free term, a former Republican New York governor, George Pataki, is eyeing a possible run for governor of New York. Russian President Vladimir Putin has sent troops into independent areas of eastern Ukraine. Military vehicles are in the eastern Ukraine areas of Donetsk and Lugansk. The move after Putin recognized the areas as independent states. Here is a translation of part of Putin's announcement.
0: In this regard, I deem it necessary to make a decision that should have been made long time ago, to immediately recognize the independence and sovereignty of Donetsk People's Republic and Lugansk People's Republic.
1: A late-night meeting of the UN Security Council at the request of Ukraine convened. Ukraine's UN ambassador is demanding that Russia cancel its recognition of the independent of separatist regions in the East, immediately withdraw its occupation troops and return to negotiations. The U.S. and its allies are seeking to isolate Russia and condemn the deployment of Russian troops. Now, President Biden signed an executive order late Monday prohibiting U.S. business with Ukraine's breakaway separatist regions, but he did not impose sanctions on Russia. Fellow Democratic Congressman John Garamendi of California told CNN that Biden's order doesn't go far enough.
2: I think it's time for the administration to come in strong uh, with some much stronger uh, sanctions against uh, not only Putin and his cronies, but also the military, and put in place sanctions that go directly to Russia.
1: The decision to impose sanctions is a sign that the U.S. is. Acknowledging that the window to try and resolve the current crisis through diplomatic means is closing. Biden told reporters Friday he believed Putin's invasion of Ukraine was imminent.
2: Every indication we have is we're prepared to go into Ukraine, attack Ukraine. My sense this will happen in the next several days.
1: A senior administration official told Fox News that Biden will take further measures today to hold Russia accountable for this Clear violation of international law. As many as 190,000 Russian troops are staged around Ukraine. Meanwhile, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson chaired a pre dawn COBRA meeting over the Ukraine Russia crisis. The UK's Cabinet Office briefing room, commonly called COBRA, that's what that is, and Johnson vowing to sanction Russia over Putin's decision to recognize to break away regions of eastern Ukraine, saying Russia has torn up international agreements.
3: I think it's a very ill omen and a very dark sign. And uh, it certainly does not seem to me that it's, it's certainly uh, an indication, uh, yet another indication, uh, that things are moving in the wrong direction in Ukraine.
1: Johnson's expected to lay out further details in a midday meeting with Parliament of sanctions expected to target key Russian figures and businesses. Canadian lawmakers voted Monday night to extend emergency powers under the Emergencies Act, giving authorities broader power to quell the potential restart of blockades, such as those caused by the Freedom Convoy protesting COVID restrictions. The blockades in Canada's capital of Ottawa were broken up over the weekend and blockades at border crossings into the U.S. were broken up last week. Here's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau.
2: As I said, the Emergencies Act is not something to undertake lightly and it's something that needs to be momentary, temporary and proportional.
1: The Emergencies Act allows authorities to declare certain areas as no-go zones and gives police broader powers. 77 WABC time check, 537 <laughs> Luke Organo busy at the traffic desk.
3: All right, Deb, still not that bad at the moment right now still have that uh, accident on the Cross Bronx South being moved to the exit ramp near the Bronx River Parkway. Also have some road work on the FDR Drive. between In Hudson Valley on I-84 West near Ludingtonville Road, there's some debris in the road. Be careful in that area. Traffic is still flowing freely at the Mario Cuomo and Mid-Hudson Bridges. Out on Long Island, we've actually got a vehicle fire on the Northern State Parkway West blocking a lane near New Hyde Park Road. Still have that accident on the Sunrise Highway East coming up on Merrick Road. The right lane is blocked off. And in New Jersey, be careful on Route 17 South near Sheridan Avenue. The right and center lanes are closed from a fallen tree. Earlier this morning, the road is still passable. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Thanks, Luke. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers likely mainly noontime to 2 p.m. Rain after that. The highs 54. Rain should end by 2 a.m. The low overnight is 52. 30% chance of rain tomorrow until about late morning, 11 a.m. or so. Cloudy skies give way to mostly sunny skies tomorrow. And the high is 65. Right now, 39 degrees, clear skies. skipping the fare, the MTA's latest fare evasion survey, finding that nearly 30% of New York City bus riders aren't paying up. That's a 5% increase. That amounts to an estimated loss of $56 million in the last quarter of 2021 alone for MTA coffers. This commuter says there's no confrontation with non-paying riders. When
4: people walk on the bus and they don't have their MetroCard or they don't have money and they just walk by the bus driver, the bus driver isn't going to be like, hey, get off.
1: The New York Post reporting the number of those evading fares is the highest it's been in a decade. As for the subways, the evasion rate is lower underground, below 8% over the same time period, costing the MTA $41 million. On efforts afoot to draft former three-term New York Republican Governor George Pataki out of retirement and back into politics. The new website, bringbackpataki.com, urging New Yorkers to sign a petition in support. Here's Pataki on 77 WABC on Election Day.
5: It's not a question of the polls, it's a question of who actually gets out and votes. So today, regardless of who you're
2: supporting, this is the most important day of the year in America. It's certainly a critical race in New York. Get out there and vote.
1: The draft Pataki movement being spearheaded by Pataki's former political director, Rob Cole. Pataki was governor of New York from 1995 through 2006 after defeating three-term liberal Democratic incumbent Mario Cuomo, the father of disgraced ex-governor Andrew. Pataki led the state's recovery following the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attack. He approved income tax cuts and did things like champion a law to open charter schools. Well, more on the embattled subway system now. Two unprovoked attacks early Monday against city strap hangers. Both victims survived here. One was targeted by a hatchet-wielding madman and another dodged a metal rod. The attacks, hours after New York City's mayor, New York's governor, announced an anti-crime plan for the subways. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has promised to rid the subway system of the homeless and the mentally ill.
0: No more smoking. No more doing drugs. No more sleeping. No more doing barbecues on the subway system.
1: And some people, though, aren't thrilled with the mayor's new order. Here's John Tippett. He's homeless. He talked to ABC7. Gave me a summons. I can't go nowhere now. What are you talking about? Pay a
2: summons. You're going to give me a summons for being homeless?
1: For real? The plan includes ridding the system of panhandlers, smokers, sleeping on trains, trash, and targets fare beaters. However, some believe the homeless are not the problem. Here's Jacqueline Simone from the Coalition for the Homeless talking to ABC7. Not all people who are homeless have mental illness, and not all people who have mental illness. Are,
5: are violent or pose a danger to themselves or others. And in fact, people who are homeless and people who have mental illness are more likely to be the victims of crimes than the perpetrators.
1: At least seven subway riders were assaulted in separate attacks between Saturday and early Monday. A former president, Donald Trump, claims his accounting firm, Maz- Mazars, severed ties with the Trump Organization because... The accounting firm was, quote, harassed, abused and frightened, unquote, by, quote, radical leftist, racist prosecutors, unquote, in New York. Both New York Attorney General Letitia James and Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg are investigating Trump's business dealings. They're both black.
2: These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after.
1: A New York federal judge ruled Trump, Donald Jr. and Ivanka Trump must give depositions in the case, the investigation into the Trump Organization by the state attorney general. Eric Trump previously testified he repeatedly invoked the Fifth Amendment. A video has gone viral of an arrest at the Bridgewater Commons Mall in New Jersey. Two teenagers, a 14-year-old black male and a 15-year-old white male, had a dispute which became physical. Two white police officers handcuffed the black teenager, but not the white teenager. Politicians and activists are crying foul. They say it's fresh evidence of Garden State law enforcement's inequitable treatment of black people. You can hear the reaction of some of the bystanders here.
5: Oh
3: no.
5: Yo, it says he's black. Racially motivated.
1: The controversy has prompted two investigations. Those protesting outside the Bridgewater Police Department on Saturday called for the officers to be fired. New Jersey's acting attorney general Matthew Placken has issued a memo reminding police agencies of a state directive in New Jersey barring racially influenced policing. With the ending of federal moratoriums on evictions, rents have now exploded all across the country. According to a survey by Realtor.com, median rent rose nearly 20% from December 2020 to December of 2021 in 50 major cities That had two or fewer bedrooms. That's the apartments that they looked at. Now, the highest jump, according to Realtor.com, was actually down in the Miami metro area, where the average rent increased 50 percent, to about $2,850 a month. Renters, in response, are either doing things like digging into their savings, moving to smaller, more affordable apartments, or getting evicted. As COVID-19 cases continue to decline, health officials are reportedly talking about rolling out an annual COVID vaccine to keep the virus under control long-term. The Wall Street Journal reporting that the FDA is considering making a second booster shot, which would be a fourth shot overall for a vast majority of vaccinated Americans. Here is Dr. Anthony Fauci last week.
2: The potential future requirement for an additional boost or a fourth shot for mRNA or a third shot for J&J is being very carefully monitored in real time. And recommendations, if needed, will be updated according to the data as it evolves.
1: The FDA actually looking at regulating a fourth COVID vaccination booster, which would fall in line with the start of an annual COVID-19 vaccination. 77 WABC time check, 545. <laughs> Justin Ellick's back with sports.
5: Yes, I am back and I am. Justin Ellick here with their early news sports update. A silent night last night in the way of local sporting events as all five local teams currently in season took the night off. The Nets and Knicks are set to return from the NBA All-Star break on Thursday and Friday, respectively. The Nets will tip off their second half with the Boston Celtics at home and the Knicks We'll return to the Garden with a date with the Miami Heat. Let's take a quick look into our ice hockey crystal ball as well. Stay up with the Islanders tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern as they're in Seattle to take on the Kraken. Devils and Rangers fans will have to look ahead to Thursday with the Devils setting off for Pittsburgh to battle the Penguins and the Blue Shirts welcoming the Washington Capitals into town. Yesterday, we reacted to that brawl that broke out over the weekend between the University of Michigan and University of Wisconsin men's basketball teams, which was sparked by none other than Michigan head coach Juwan Howard. Well, today we got some answers as to what might be done about the incident, as Howard has been suspended for the rest of the regular season, consisting of five games, and fined $40,000 for hitting Wisconsin assistant coach Joe Kravenhoft in the face after Sunday's game. Michigan associate head coach Phil Martelli has taken over head coaching duties and will continue to do so until the season concludes. Here with the early news sports update, I'm
1: Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Luke Lagrano at the traffic desk.
3: All right, Deb, things are really starting to pick up. It- Excuse me, in and around the city. On the Deegan North, there's an accident near Yankee Stadium. Traffic has stopped dead at the moment. We've also got an incident on the Bruckner Expro- Expressway West approaching White Plains Road. In Hudson Valley, a disabled tractor trailer on the New York State Thruway North before I 84 is blocking the lane. Speaking of I 84 West, near Ludingtonville Road, still have some debris in the road on the westbound side. Out on Long Island, that vehicle fire on the Northern State Parkway West is now blocking two lanes near New Hyde Park Road. There is heavy smoke in the area. Stay clear if you can. Still have that accident on the Sunrise Highway East as well coming up on Merrick Road. The right lane is still blocked off. And in New Jersey, be careful on Route 17 south near Sheridan Avenue. The right and center lanes are closed from a fallen tree earlier this morning. The road is still passable. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrena for Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Next, Luke. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda. Weather Center, showers likely between noon and two p.m. Rain after that. The high is fifty-four. This rain should end by about two a.m. Overnight, the overnight lows fifty-two. Still a thirty percent chance of rain tomorrow, pretty much until late morning. Cloudy skies will clear, turning mostly sunny with a high of sixty-five. Right now, forty degrees, clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano
0: with your business report. Markets were closed yesterday due to President's Day. On Friday, the week closed out on the downside, primarily due to tensions in Eastern Europe. Meantime, Federal Reserve Governor Michelle Bowman said on Monday that she was open to lifting interest rates by more than the traditional quarter point at the central bank's next meeting in March. Bowman's comments came after several officials on Friday pushed back against the idea of a half-point increase in the Fed's benchmark short-term interest rate, the Fed is looking to raise rates as inflation surged to 7.5% in January compared with a year earlier. That's the biggest increase in four Decades. The IRS announced yesterday that it will allow taxpayers to opt out of using facial recognition technology for identity verification. Those trying to access their online accounts can instead verify their identity through a live virtual interview with a representative from a third-party service, ID.me. The IRS announced earlier this month that it would be transitioning away from ID.me after an uproar from lawmakers and digital rights activists over plans to require facial recognition verification to access tax information. Former U.S. President Donald Trump's social media app Truth Social became available for download in Apple's App Store on Sunday night. But some people had trouble creating an account, getting error messages, or getting waitlisted. Despite this, it hit number one in the App Store top charts Monday. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight.
1: Thanks, uh, Frank and uh, Dow futures are sinking due to Putin's ordering a, a deployment of troops to eastern Ukraine. Right now, the Dow down 40 points. The Nasdaq is down 59. Actually, the S&P just went into the green up just three quarters of a point point. And crude oil is up $3.89 a barrel to $94.96. Gold down $2.80 an ounce. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 14 House Democrats visited Israel on Monday. They expressed their love for the Jewish state. The visit led by House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, the Democrat out of Maryland, It comes a week after Democratic Socialist Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez suggested that Israel cages Palestinian kids. Let's speak on it, because we are all here in solidarity to fight for human rights for Palestinians and Palestinian kids. So if we care about this, if we care about it, we got to be about it. The visit by Ocasio-Cortez's Democratic colleagues comes just days after she was roundly condemned by local Jewish activists for claiming that Israel cages Palestinian kids. And AOC representative later defended her remark, though, citing reports by Human Right Watch and other groups saying Israel detains Palestinian youths. AOC, of course, did not take part in that congressional trip to Israel. Well, the conservative political action conference meeting, it kicks off Thursday down in Orlando, Florida, with former President Donald Trump as the headliner of that event. Here's American Conservative Union Chair Matt Schlapp on Fox Business.
4: This election will turn on the fact that the American people, no matter how they're registered, uh, 75% of us are, are exhausted from being called racist. We're exhausted from being told we're going to kill people if we don't wear a cloth mask. The insanity of the woke culture is, uh, is on trial.
1: Former Democratic Representative Tulsi Gabbard is a special guest at CPAC's Friday night Ronald Reagan dinner. And also Dr. Oz, who's running as a Republican for Pennsylvania's open Senate seat, will be on a health care panel. That'll happen on Sunday. Meanwhile, Republican figures opposed to Trump will be gathering for an event that has been subbed counter programming of CPAC. Anti-Trump conservatives set to attend a summit on February 26th and February 27th. It's hosted by Principles First. That's an organization that describes itself as a grassroots effort to rediscover and champion principles in the 21st century. George Soros-backed Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon said in a statement on Sunday night that The sentence of a woman who pleaded guilty to sexually assaulting a 10-year-old girl in Palmdale may have been too short. Gascon on Friday also backtracked on his controversial policies that prohibit pursuing life sentences against defendants and trying juveniles as adults. L.A. County Deputy DA John McKinney was critical of his boss's decisions on Fox 11.
5: It's unbelievable except for the ineptitude of this administration. When you realize how incompetent they are, then it is believable.
1: Court records show that this case that uh, Gascon was referring to in a statement on Sunday night is that of Hannah Tubbs, who is a transgender, sentenced to two years in a juvenile detention facility related to the bathroom assault of a 10-year-old girl. While in jail, Tubbs boasted to her father in jailhouse phone conversations that She'll be able to plead out and won't have to register as a sex offender.
2: What we're trying to avoid is trying to avoid the registering thing. That's what we're working hardest to not do. Yeah, I know, Bubba. We're also trying to avoid going to prison again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Gascon told a publication had prosecutors actually known about Tubbs' disregard for harm. Her sentence would have been longer. New York City, apparently not the only major city experiencing upticks in crime. In Atlanta, police stats find crime is up 43 percent overall compared to the same time period for 2021, with many pointing to the policies of the city's woke former mayor. Some city officials laid the blame on the crime spike on woke former mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, who is actually not running for office again in 2022. Now, meanwhile, Bottoms tried to blame local Republicans for lax gun laws and lifting the pandemic lockdown. Here she is on MSNBC back in June. We are going to do everything in our power to get to the other side of what I describe as this COVID co- crime wave. But it really will take us all working together, also with uh, federal and national support on this effort. We What's have up? some of the most gun laws uh, in the nation right here in Georgia. She also noted that Atlanta is not only the American city experiencing a crime wave as the pandemic wanes with shootings here in New York City up 68 percent over last year. Now more on the Russia-Ukraine crisis. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said Monday the U.S. believes Russia is planning an extremely violent invasion of Ukraine itself. Here he is on NBC's Today Show.
4: Every indication we see on the ground right now in terms of the disposition of Russian forces is that they are, in fact, getting prepared for a major attack on Ukraine. So we will go the door on diplomacy. We will go the extra mile on diplomacy. But we are also prepared with our allies and partners to respond decisively if Russia attacks.
1: Up to 190,000 Russian soldiers are believed to have amassed near Ukraine's borders. Russian officials have denied these numbers and have recently claimed that some of their forces are actually moving away from Ukraine. And, of course, uh, Russian troops did invade eastern independent areas of Ukraine. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is scheduled to meet with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov of Thursday, provided Russia does not invade Ukraine itself. Ukraine regained its independence back in 1991 following the dissolution of the Soviet Union. A member of Canada's parliament thinks that the country's Emergencies Act put in place to quell the Freedom Convoy may just have gone too far. Canadian member of parliament is Mark Strahl. Now, he tweeted Sunday that the bank account of a single mother called Brienne was frozen after she gave 50 bucks to the Freedom Convoy. That was protesting vaccine mandates in Ottawa and also at border crossings. Here's Strauss slamming the move.
5: This has nothing to do with public safety and everything to do with punishing those who have dared to speak against government policies. We're sent here to protect the rights of Canadians, not take them away on the flimsiest of excuses or to punish those who embarrass the prime minister.
1: Now, authorities say 206 bank accounts have been frozen in all under Canada's Emergencies Act including truckers who've refused to leave the Ottawa protest. Canadian trucker Derek Brower told Fox that his accounts have actually been frozen since Friday. His truck was also seized. 77 WABC Time Check 557. 5 Luke Lagrano is at the traffic desk.
3: All right, Deb. Still have a lot going on around the area right now. In, uh, on the Deegan North, we still have that accident near Yankee Stadium. Traffic has stopped dead at the moment, but they did just clear that incident on the Bruckner Expressway West approaching White Plains Road. In Hudson Valley, a disabled tractor trailer on the New York State Thruway North before I-84 is blocking a lane. And speaking of I-84 West, still have that debris in the road on the westbound side near Ludingtonville Road. Out along Island, that vehicle fire on the Northern State Parkway West is now blocking two lanes near New Hyde Park Road. There is heavy smoke in that area. Stay clear of it if you can. Still have that accident on the Sunrise Highway East as well coming up on Merrick Road. The right lane is currently blocked off. And in New Jersey, be careful on Route 17 south near Sheridan Avenue. The right and center lanes are closed from a fallen tree. Earlier this morning, the road is still passable. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking
1: rules are in effect. With traffic, on Luke Lagrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. And thanks, Luke. Once again, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center showers likely pretty much between noon and two o'clock today expect rain after that the high is 54 all this rain should end by about 2 a.m. overnight the low is 52 and tomorrow just a 30 percent chance of lingering rain until late morning cloudy skies clear turning mostly sunny tomorrow the high up to 65 degrees on wednesday right now 40 degrees under clear skies and we are of course working our way to the bernie and sid in the morning program Coming up at 6 o'clock, you don't want to miss at 7.40, Bo Deedle. And uh, he'll be with Bernie and Sid. Of course, uh, he uh, was on Goodfellows, Irishman, Wolf of Wall Street. He's not only an actor, a former cop, and, of course, private investigator. Now, 8.25, you don't want to miss Lydia Reports, 32 past each hour. Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. And, of course, the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest coming up Monday through Friday at 9.40. And we've got the seventy-seven wabc clip of the day at 30 past each hour deborah valentine with your 77 wabc early news along with traffic sports weather and business be back with us tomorrow morning bright and early five o'clock Sid's next